0: to another NY Jets Fans Podcast with hosts Davin Sharman and Chris. Please make sure y'all follow us on Twitter, Jets Fans Podcast, and Instagram at Fans Podcast. as we get into the Pro Bowl week. Before we get into our results, uh, we had the breaking news a couple of hours ago. Eli Manning is going to announce Friday that he is retiring. Um, I'm going to start this off with you, Chris, with a quick question uh, with the stats and because you, you're the man with the stats. Um, do you think Eli Manor will be in the Hall of Fame? (laughs) Uh, You know what?
1: A lot of people are are on the fence on him. Some are saying he's definitely a Hall of Fame. Some are saying he's not. I mean, I think you got to say he's definitely a Hall of Famer. I mean, because the people that say against that he's not a Hall of Famer say, well, he only had those two runs. Uh, the two Super Bowl years, uh, two Super Bowl MVPs. But you know what? You can't take them away. I mean, they're there. He definitely did them. So, and not only did he win the two Super Bowls and win the Super Bowl MVP, they were two of the two biggest upsets in the history of the NFL. You know, he beat the undefeated Patriots and then he beat the Patriots the first time uh, when... No, he beat them the first time when they were undefeated. And then the second time, they were big favorites as well. And they beat him twice. I mean... Those two alone are should be you know to put him into the Hall of Fame, and then he had you know yards, he's top ten, touchdowns, he's top ten for a quarterback. Yeah, he's thrown a lot of interceptions. Yeah, he didn't win an MVP, and he was never even close to an MVP. But I, I think I think he'll he's got to go into the into the uh, Hall of Fame eventually. Maybe not the first ballot, but he's definitely going to Hall of Fame. He had a great great career. He's gonna he's the all time greatest quarterback for the Giants, probably get his number retired one, you know, probably this year or next year. Um, so he's gonna go down as the all time giant and eventually a uh, Hall of Fame.
2: Chris. Yes. You're my dog, man. <laughs> I you know, don't know we, what else. You, to know say. We, you know we're cool, right? <laughs> yeah. But okay. Did you watch Jim Kelly play? Uh of course. What did you think of him? Hall of Famer. Why? Why? Because uh-huh. he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> okay, no, but seriously, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which think, way. Think about, think about, think about Jim Kelly, right? Because Jim Kelly never won a Super Bowl. Correct. Okay, so Jim neither Ke- did Marino. The, why? Right, but okay, I'm not. Um, the reason I didn't bring Marino in because I wanted to bring Jim Kelly because he never won a Super Bowl, but think about what Jim Kelly did in, in Buffalo. Okay. Think about, think about the kind of player he was. Right. Is Eli Manning Jim Kelly? Um, no, exactly. That's my issue. I am, and and the sad thing about this whole thing is, for me, is that people think that that because every because I like people like me disagree that Eli Manning is not a is a Hall of Famer, is not a Hall of Famer, that he's he's not a great quarterback. He was a great quarterback. There's a there's a his history. His the history of NFL is littered with quarterbacks that were great that were not that were not that were not um, you know that were not uh, Hall of famous. You know, I I want to give Eli the benefit of the doubt here, man, but I'm sorry. Every player that ever entered the hall, the Hall of Fame, were extraordinary players. Mm-hmm. Every one of them, think about the guys you're you putting Eli with, man. I, I, I'm in no way trying to denigrate the guy. I think he was a great quarterback, but he was not a Hall of Famer. There's some every I get chills every year when you hear the stories of these guys that entered the Hall of Fame and the kind of lives they had and the way they impacted the game and the things they did on and off the field. Dude, Eli Manning is just, uh, to me, just another guy that won a couple Super Bowls because, let's be real, that defense the Giants had was ridiculous. Absolutely. Do you understand me? Absolutely. Bec- because, I, and, and again, I don't know how many times I have to say it. In no way, shape or form, am I here to denigrate the name of Eli Manning. I respect him. I think he was a great addition to the Giants. I think he did so many great things for them. But there's too many players like Eli Manning in the history of NFL. What happened was that he happened to be on a team that had the just the perfect formula for beating the, the teams that they beat. It wasn't it – wasn't, yes, he did make a few plays. But I'm just saying, like, you could separate Eli Manning from every Hall of Famer you could think of. These guys were the best of the best of the best. Eli Manning is not the best of the best of the best. He was not, he's he's never been that. He played mediocre football most of his career. I am sorry.
1: <laughs> I can't do it. But like what this. he did, all right. But those two years that he won the Super Bowl, those two years and the games that he played in the playoffs in those games are what's going to. Put him over the top. Okay. I I agree. I agree. The other years, yeah, he probably was an average quarterback. Maybe – actually above average. No, no, not average. He was above average. (laughs) But, yeah, because, I mean, but those two years are the ones that are going to put him over the top. And you can't say, well, all right, get those
2: two out and what is he? No, but they were there. He did it. Okay, so fine. Let me put it to you in another way then. Okay. If Eli Manning never had those – you remember, I said he was a great quarterback. The only reason why Eli Manning is a great quarterback to me was because of those two runs. Right. Because for him to have those two runs, that makes him better than average. If Eli Manning didn't have those two runs, he would be an average quarterback. No. Listen, every other Hall of Famer, they basically dominated their sport for the most part of their careers. You knew them from a mile away. That there was something special and they were going to be something special. And everywhere they went, every person that touched every, almost every play they made. It's almost like you, like, again, I just keep saying like every year I get the, I get chills listening to these stories of these guys that, 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 okay. NFL film, man, you're awesome at what you do, But but it's just crazy to listen to the stories every year. I wait every year. I can't wait because, like I was watching like Ed Reed and I remember watching that guy play, man, and I'm like almost I get I got emotional because we had a passion, you know? The, the I know but nobody's gonna And all yeah. that stuff and you and you realize that he basically like created the kind of a, a practice and, and and, and and tape watching and stuff that made Ray Lewis, and all these other guys around him, so great. That, that to me, is what a Hall of Famer is. And I'm sorry, but Eli Manning is not on that level.
1: Right. I agree to <laughs> a point. I agree to a point, okay? I'm not saying he's as great as any of the guys that are going to be above him. But for what he did in those two years, I'm going to put him over the top. And if you look at his stats, I'm just saying pure stats, He's at seventh all-time, and I know it's a different era now, but uh. <laughs> seventh, he's seventh, though, all-time passing yards. Seventh. And the guys yeah. in front of him are Breeze, Brady, Manning, Favre, Marino, and Rivers. Now, is Rivers going to go to the Hall of Fame? <laughs> I think he is. He's going into the Hall of Fame, too. Oh,
2: my God. You don't think so, but uh, I'm telling
1: you, he's going to go in, too.
2: He may uh, not listen, have a, a I, super ball. I, I'm telling you. Well, I'm gonna disagree with anybody that puts both of these guys in the Hall of Fame. I'm just saying. I'm sorry, you know. they're no, I- they're, they're awesome guys. I listen. I, but it's but that's just my opinion. In my opinion, I hold the the the, the Hall of Fame in very high regard. And every last player that I could think of in the off the top of my head that ever went in the into the Hall of Fame, it was like it was like it was almost like I went too. <laughs> you understand? Okay, but like, outside, it makes okay. me feel so good about Let's it. Look I don't it. have that connection to Eli, and Eli plays right here in New uh, York. Yeah, I watched am not. Him play.
1: Trust me, I'm not his biggest fan either. But I all right. Compare him to Joe Namath.
2: <laughs> Ooh, come on! Right, I'm I'm using an all time <laughs> jet. Think about come it, on, Chris. Think about what Joe Namath was. Okay. Look, think about the story of Joe Namath. You That's can right. go back to even before he came to the NFL. People knew of their own names before they even came to the NFL. Forget people about like, th- Well, forget about came that. Into that the doesn't NFL, matter. Like, College don't matter. But if it does, because this is what I'm trying to tell you. These people are just, they're basically a cut above everybody else. And they, they've been like that. It was almost like they were made for the positions they played. He was made for it. Joe Davis okay. came to New York and became a superstar in New York. A movie star, and ads everywhere. Right. People talk. He won the Super Bowl in what year was it? People still talk about him like he won it yesterday. That's how much of a exactly. man no, he, was. He, right. He left an impact <laughs> on the game, absolutely.
1: Exactly. But if you're looking at, you know, your you know, just stats and everything else like that, his stats were not great. Because back then he wasn't throwing the ball as much as Eli did. Okay, right, but you know what? In his okay, let me just show you. In his career, Joe Namath threw one hundred and seventy-three touchdowns in twelve years, which is not bad for that time of the year, uh, for that for that era, right? You know how many interceptions he threw? Doesn't 220. matter. Two hundred and twenty. No, that does matter. No, when it you doesn't. think about it,
2: no, it doesn't. No, it, you know it doesn't because I uh, uh, in all my arguments well, in we'll all my arguments in, the listen, <laughs> in, in all my arguments did I bring Eli Manning's interceptions into the game? No, no but okay, but that's but there's that's a reason a why I didn't mention it.
0: Right, yes, a, lot a lot of people, people do are say
2: that, right? But that's not my argument. That's okay. not my argument. Quarterback in, play, quarterback play is too nuanced. This is this is one of the things I believe. Quarterback play is such a nuanced thing. If you don't understand the situation under which an interception was thrown, don't come and tell me that it was a bad throw. Because there's a lot of times when even people that are broadcasting the, the game say it was a bad throw, and it wasn't. Because right. they didn't understand what happened. So I right. don't I don't fault Eli for having such a large number of interceptions. He did what he was supposed to do. Three times he you led the game
1: the um the NFL in interception. I know I fine. Listen, not, of course, right. that's a No, that's a, what I'm saying. In he's a, not in, a, not way, in him, a way it <laughs> is a blemish. I'm not making him a top ten or even a top twenty quarterback of all time. But he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame for the career that he had. Yeah. Right. It <sighs> wasn't it wasn't a like, oh my God. He's not like I said, he's probably not gonna be a first ballot. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be but he's gotta go in. I mean twice yeah. this guy beat the Patriots, who up until two years ago when the Eagles beat them, were basically the greatest team ever, right? He didn't he, do it by himself. No, but you know what? In those <laughs> two was games,
2: like, but in those two games without or, him,
1: uh-huh. but in those two games without him, they probably don't win.
2: Okay. How about the fact that the defense gave him the, gave not, him the ball right. back so many times? Right. That he, defense set them he up. He exactly. so many chances that he just had to win the game. <laughs> just go
1: back to that game where they beat the undefeated New England Patriots. Right? That one play where the guy caught it off his helmet oh, and helmet. all that. Yeah. Right. Yep, yep. That was an awesome. unbelievable play. Yes. Fine. And guess who threw that ball that. after almost I, getting sacked?
2: <laughs> I was right here. I
1: saw Even it. the ref. Even the ref said it. He goes, I almost called him in the grasp. That's how close he was to being <laughs> almost sacked. All right? So, I, the guy, does, listen, I'm not saying he's the greatest. So, to compare him to any I'm, of these I'm other guys, either. no. But, you know what? The guy's had a long career. And he definitely deserves
2: to be a, a – I, I, Maybe not will first pal. Maybe, maybe not second or third.
1: <laughs> maybe not.
2: But I'm telling you, he's going to eventually get I, in. Because I, I don't know, man. This how is, many two-time
1: Super Bowl MVPs are not in the Hall of Fame right now?
2: I, hey, that's that's a great <laughs> argument but I'm, but all I'm saying is in my opinion like Davin says, IMO I don't believe that he should be in the Hall of Fame and that's just my opinion and in no way, like I, I keep saying it over and over again, is that any in any way mean, um, a means to denigrate the guy, I think he's great, I just don't think I just always believed the Hall of Fame to be this thing that was for only the untouchables. That's my opinion. And, Again, and you're not
1: alone. It's not, I'm not, trust me, you're not the only person that's saying that. There's a lot of people that are saying that. So.
2: Because, and the thing that kills me is a lot of the people that say it in their way, in, in saying it, they're denigrating Imanis' career. And I'm not saying that he didn't have a great career. I'm just saying that in my view, people that go there are people that did things that, I mean, not, you know, just unspeakable things, things that, like, you sit down and just think about it, and you're like, oh, my, I can't believe it was done, you know, right. over and over and over and over and over again, it was, you how, know. I, that's how I think about him, With, with the, the two Super Bowls they won. I can't believe that they but did that. But it wasn't him <laughs> only. That team, that, 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 the imagined imagine that call that defensive call that that aces call that they that they used against the patriots and think about how genius of a genius um, defensive call that was putting basically four defensive ends to play to play against a, a whole offensive line that was never done before and the patriots could not figure it out right all game they could not figure it out that was something that they that the giants used against them that they definitely, definitely figured out that I was see. a genius move and defense should have won MVP. Befuddled, well, that befuddled, that befuddled the crap out of all the diff- offensive coaches in Patriots, in, in on the Patriots, which nobody. And this is that was the brilliance of that of that game. Nobody all season could make the Patriots offense look like think for a second. They 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 muscled their way through the whole NFL. When they got to the Giants, they could not even figure out how to execute their offense. <laughs> they, and, they basically and remember, shut them out. And remember that
1: season the, that they that they went undefeated, they played the Giants the last week of the season, too, in the regular uh, season. And they played great. It even,
2: it even shows the brilliance of the plan. And this is what I'm telling you. And, and this is why, listen, I'm not, again, in no way trying to make Eli look bad. <laughs> but the fact that they did what they did to the Patriots offense, is unheard of. That was the brilliance of the game for me. Yes, Eli Manning made plays that are extraordinary. But the fact that that juggernaut of our offense was basically shut to hell by something oh. that nobody had done before in the NFL, to my recollection, if maybe people know Aces was a call that people called before in the NFL, but not used like that. Not with no. players like they used, they were using. It was something that, no, that they, the Patriots didn't have an answer for. And they, they lost. <laughs> they lost. It was crazy. Hey,
1: and, and, and also think about the run. Um, was it the first run that they had? I'm trying to remember now. Um, I don't know if it was the, the first run or the second run.
2: Where they the beat first, the Cowboys. I think it was the first one, yeah. Where they went on the road, you mean? On the road, right. First yeah. they beat
1: Tampa Bay, I think. Then they beat Dallas, who was, no, I think, was... the...
2: Wait, wait, wait. That was the second one. My bad. My... I think that was the second one. Oh, okay. That was the and one. Then... They were 9-7, right? Uh, something like that going into the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, yeah, And
1: yeah. now and then it. also they beat Green Bay on the road. Yes. They beat Brett Favre yes. in that 10-degree weather when... Um when Coughlin's face looked like it was gonna fall off. <laughs> <if you> remember?
2: <laughs> it
1: was it was crazy. It was just it, absolutely crazy. And that run, obviously, yes, led by the defense.
2: No right, doubt because not, because this is but this is what I'm trying to tell you. do, do you think Eli Manning basically like cut his way through these defenses, make them look a fool, like actually turned into some kind of monster quarterback? and just, like, massacred all these offenses? No, he didn't. No, no, he, but, no, he didn't. No, he definitely <laughs> didn't. But you know what? In the end, he's the guy that led this team
1: to the Super Bowl, the quarterback. And he won the Super Bowl MVP, and he got them there. The defense didn't shut out anybody. Can, I, can I ask didn't... you?
2: Honestly, honestly, were you gonna, would you have given Eli the, the MVP? The Super Bowl MVP? Um, in the Honestly. first, the first one, I think so, because who else really had that big of a game in the first game? No, no, we're now? talking about the one we we were just talking about there. Were you gonna give it to him in that game? That in, last game, that in that in, last. Oh, in one. the last one? No, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he had that great of a game. Yeah, you know, you know why? <laughs> because <laughs> they always give that stupid. MVP to the the quarterback? quarterbacks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, but he got it. Uh, Except God. for the, you know,
1: right. I, I Listen, I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, going against your argument. It, you're, you're bringing up a great argument, and you're not the only one. So it's, it's definitely going to be highly yeah, uh, be- talked about for the yes. next few years, especially leading up to uh, his year that he's eligible. So it'll be interesting. I, I just don't think he's going to get first ballot. But in the end, he'll be in.
0: Uh, well, okay. now, now the well, well, going What do to you
1: it. think, Davin?
0: I've been out for like the whole time, so I just thought it was just y'all two. Um, nah, but I think I think I agree. I'm going to go 50-50. <laughs> nah, I want to hear your, your opinion too. Uh, I'm going to go 50-50. The reason why I'm going to go 50-50 is because you is right, Chris, that he is going to make it just because they beat the Patriots. You beat a Patriots dynasty. That Patriots team was a whole dynasty, um. But also, I'm twice. Going to agree with I'm going. <laughs> twice. Yes, twice. I'm gonna agree with Sharman, too because at the, at, in the season you don't know what you was getting out of Eli Manning. You don't know if you was gonna get fe right. Eli mm-hmm. Manning, or you gonna get a good season, Eli or you're going to get a bad season from Eli. And this, and it's really, and I don't, and I'm just like, uh, if without those two Super Bowls, he, he probably would have been an average quarterback. And I'm going to agree with Sharman on that as well. And, you know, lately I've yes. been with Char, me and Sharman has been agreeing with numbers a, and no. everything else. <laughs> so, yeah. But, but other than that, I agree with both of y'all. I'm going to leave it like that. So, um, as
2: we move yeah, You along. took the easy way out. How yeah. about that? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but moving along, so let's get into let's get into <laughs> our uh our AFC and NFC championship game. Um uh, the Titans, uh the Chiefs dominated the Titans. Uh Sharman, I know you love Patrick Mahomes performance, so you can go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
2: My homeboy, listen, man. uh, I've I've seen uh, some uh, pundits out there denigrating the name of uh, of the of Patrick Mahomes, which is ridiculous. (laughs) But um, if you could, Stephen A. Smith, I'm talking about you. Anyway, (laughs) um, listen. uh, Yes, uh, the Chiefs are uh, ultra talented on offense and they're just good enough on defense to cause you issues that um that you just that you can't just keep your eye off of them uh because if you then it will just be you'll blink and they'll be up on up a couple points on you man that was um that was a, a really great performance by Patrick Mahomes um so many plays that he made to kind of push that team over the over over the edge there man they was uh after a while, you could see Tennessee just knew that was it. <laughs> you know, they kind of. Uh... But um, I think I think you need to talk about their defense. I think the the Chiefs' defense stood up, man, because uh they kind of took uh um Henry out of the game, right? Yeah, you know, it, it took
1: them a little while to get to get going, but once that yeah, but when got they going... did,
2: yeah, Chris Jones made a difference. Chris yes. Jones, their the the their nose tackle, they really made a difference, man. He was getting in there was knifing in there it, um that great offensive line that had been playing so great, they started showing cracks. Um clock made a difference. Uh um, you know, um I mean, they they just played they played well. I think the defense gave when, like Chris said, I think uh it took them a little while, but then once the defense sparked, that was it. That was all the offense needed, man. Because they hadn't been really been stopped yet and then they was like, okay, just give, this, give us the ball back and we're going to close this off. And it was already in the first half. <laughs> it, it was all like, it was kind of over in and, the it first half.
1: Like, to me, like it, it was like the momentum early on. Tennessee had all the momentum in the world. They yes. were running the ball. Derrick Henry looked unstoppable. And it, was, it looked like it was going to be a long day for Kansas City early on. But once Kansas City scored, it seemed like – but I, they scored to make it 10-7, but Tennessee came back and scored – 1770 you thought, oh, this is gonna be good, a back and forth. But once Kansas City scored once, they got they got on that roll. Like they got on the roll uh the week before against the Texans. And once once Mahomes gets going, I mean that guy is just amazing. He's just unstoppable. Yep. And you know what? And he was on the run a little bit too. Tennessee yes. had him moving, but he's got that ability. And he's like the blueprint now, I think, what the NFL wants uh in a quarterback, a guy who could move you know, obviously, can be mobile. But what's amazing about him is that not only is he mobile, but as he's mobile, he's looking downfield. He's looking two ways, right? He's looking downfield to see where he's going to throw. He's giving his guys the extra time to get open, but he's also giving himself a chance. Okay, if I don't get this guy open, I'm going to be able to run seven, eight yards over here. You know, so he's got like I, I, I've. You don't see many guys that could do this kind of like he's thinking two ways almost he's almost got like two brains going at the same time you know he's got the the one brain looking downfield and the other brain is looking okay I could still run I could still run seven eight yards you know and not get a loss on this play and he's just amazing you know he's given he just gives his receivers that extra second or two to get open and that's what ends up doing and he's got great receivers fast guys that are going to get open eventually and, and they eventually do. And if not, we've seen him run. The guy could run maybe not as fast as Lamar Jackson, but you know what? The guy's gaining like 50 yards a game, 60 yards a game, because he knows when to take that chance, when to take the eight, nine yards. And then we've seen that, is, that run that he had, the 27-yard, I think, where yes. it was just unbelievable, where you thought he was going to get sacked about twi- you know, two or three times, but he just runs in for the touchdown.
2: This is uh, this is like this is the um a co- uh, the the culmination of probably uh, some of the best talent in the NFL. If you think about what they have on offense, uh, you know, from Mahomes to their tight end Kelsey, to uh to their wide receivers Tyreek Hill and and Michael Hardman that just gave Sammy Watkins, yes. Uh, and you think about that and, and even their running back and what he, how he fits their scheme and what they do. I mean, you give all these weapons to a player caller like Andy Reid, who in my mind is only rivaled by the guy he's going to face in the, in the offensive line and in the, in the Super Bowl. is, is, is just, is they're, they're going to do magic with that. You know, it's like, it's, it's crazy, you know, um, like and I I I made the point last week about the about the the smart players make you look good, you know, where you have players like Kelsey that understand what he sees when he lines up, understands what he sees in the defense, and understands okay, you want me to run a kind of a seam route here, but coach, this is not, I can't run the seam route because I think this guy is gonna blitz, you know, so I'm gonna cut my seam route off because to give Mahomes uh, time to throw it up, you know, I must settle in this zone so that Mahomes can get a completion. Things like that uh, uh, where uh, coaching and smarts from players kind of come together to make the kind of team, team the Chiefs have and talent, you know, you have that, you have the ridiculous amount of talent, you have the ridiculous amount of smarts, and then you have a, a, a coach with the kind of, you know, ability that Reed has and, and Eric Bieniemy, by the way, who calls the plays, is is ridiculous. You know, it's this is what it what happens when you have that. And man, it's gonna be hard for any defense to stop them. You know, I mean, you know, this is gonna be the ultimate uh uh um kind of a matchup, you know, defensive versus offense kind of thing. But the uh all hail the Chiefs, man, uh I think they deserve to be here. And if they could build any kind of defense, uh, better linebackers, linebacking core, better corners, man, watch out.
0: Yeah,
1: that's the only thing they're really missing is a, is a little tougher defense, but it seemed like it got – it not seemed, but it definitely got hot towards the end of the season and now in the playoffs. They're playing great, you know, and they had Tennessee shut down, basically, in the second half. They only gave up that one touchdown. And uh, – um yeah. I mean, it was Tannehill, so let's not get too crazy. It'll be a tougher challenge. I think I feel like challenge. that's
0: what the Titans are missing, though. The Titans are missing just the quarterback and a little bit, and a little bit like on the defensive backside. But the Titans is in the right direction. Yeah, they they messed up. They 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 messed up on so many plays, including that Mahomes touchdown. Once Mahomes ran it in for a touchdown, the game was I, over.
2: Yeah, I think I think that I think that that uh, Tennessee Titans offense. Um, was was played really well. I think I think um, um, there were some calls that the offensive coordinator um, called that was like awesome. Like I mean, I mean just situationally, some of the calls were like out of the world, out of this world, man. Just awesome, perfectly called plays. You know, but we they were just overwhelmed by by the offense. You know, when you have to play against an offense, it, the offense is so great that it dictates what you do on defense. You know, what you do on your offense. You understand what I mean? The, the Chiefs offense is so good that the play the play the play calling that you have on your offense when you face them has to change because they're going on this ridiculous hot streak that you can't set up plays like you want. Because it takes time in in in, 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 in on football to, to kind of set up a play. And let's say I'll I'll do this and I'll fake off this. You don't have time to do this when you when you're playing the Chiefs because the chiefs by the time you figure out what you got to do the chiefs are up 21 nothing on you you know so 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 this is what what they have to go against man and i i'm not going to fault the titans offense you know for for kind of because i think if it was another team they were facing <laughs> they would have a way better chance to beat them but because it, that offense is way too so explosive i think that's one of the reasons why they were overwhelmed on offense
1: and the one thing that they, Kansas City kind of showed you a little bit in this game that we haven't really seen much is that they actually ran the ball a little bit. There you go. Yep. And that's a scary that's, proposition. That's very scary. Yeah. Yes. I mean, very it's going to be scary. much tougher to do that against San Fran. Yes. You know, we'll get into that, you know. But uh, that's – you know, like they carry – I think uh, Williams had 17 carries. Um, they A couple of the receivers had – I think Hill had a carry too – but Mahomes ran for 53 yards. Yeah. And you know, it's
2: that's just and, and the and the run game, and the run game a lot of the times you don't like when you're a team like the like the Chiefs, you don't have to be the best running team because you're so explosive throwing the ball that every linebacker and every DB understands that they have to play off. They you're not in there trying to play man to man on, you know, man on man to man on 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 Kyrie Hill, man. You must be out of your damn mind, you know. Mm. Who who? Which corner? Tell me. <laughs> mm. You're not yes. gonna do that. You just right. So you so what? Ha- what that does? It creates space in the running game. It's just simple, you know. It's the same thing. If Kel if Kelsey is lined up on on let's say the strong side of an offense, and, and then you and your linebacker, you think you're gonna face up on Kelsey? No, you're not. You're gonna to try to bracket him somehow. So that's that creates space. So if I'm gonna, you know, fake like I like I had a play where I was threw for to Kelsey was a completion for 15 yards, and I line up in that same lineup, I make Kelsey motion the same way, put it in the safety's mind that Kelsey's gonna run that same route. All of a sudden Kelsey makes like he's gonna go run that route, then he blocks. That gives Williams a freaking edge, a clear edge to run. That's at least five yards he gets without being touched most of the time. So, this is the thing the Chiefs could do, man, off, 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 off of such explosive, uh, an explosive passing game, that they don't really have to be the best rushing team. But the fact that they could run the ball, that's a scary, scary proposition.
1: And I think uh, McCoy is going to be back. They, they didn't play with Lashawn McCoy. Not that he's their number one guy, but... Yeah, but he's a better running back.
2: Yeah, he's a better right. runner than, than Williams Donnery. is. Yes. Yeah, oh, you add him God. into the mix, that's a, <laughs> that's going to be a big I headache.
0: Say, well, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, either way, they'll be fine. They'll be ready for the Super yes. yes. Bowl. Yes, yes. Uh, before we get into the 49ers game, uh, speaking of the Titans, the Titans have uh, <laughs> lost a defensive coordinator, uh, Dean Pease. He uh, retired, yes. and they lost a defensive back coach, Kerry Uh, Kerry uh he, he decided to go be with the Ohio State decent, um, defensive coordinator. So how, so how the Titans, because now, you know, Derrick Henry is a free agent. He's going to be a free agent. Um, What do the Titans need to fix in order to get back into this position that they, that they was in when nobody thought the Titans was going to be in this position? Well,
2: definitely Henry, that would be step one. Yeah. That would be, that would be, that would be step one, but that would be step one. If that's the plan they're going to use. And for me, in my mind, like, if uh, the way I look at uh, teams and organizations over the years, um, you know, the NFL landscape changes year to year, and you have to come in with a plan that works for what the NFL is not ready for. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I think, I think, I think, I think coming into that year, I think they should have been, the front office should have been planning for this already, should have seen most of this coming already and have kind of contingencies in place to kind of, you know, mold them into a different kind of team that could be different. You know, maybe they don't want to run the ball and have Henry anymore, and they want to be more of an attacking offense, and they try to find a quarterback. Like, probably they get uh, the kid uh, um, uh, from the draft, uh, one of those quarterbacks. Love, I think his name is. Um, Mm. Probably they get him or they get Herbert. Probably somebody falls and they get one of these quarterbacks and they kind of, Run their offense through him or something like that you you understand what i'm saying it's it's um it's all this part of the of the of football is up to the front office not up to the coaches the front office kind of you know kind of uh, has a vision to what they think they should be um definitely they need sh- to show up certain places but they also need to figure out what they want to be uh next season and that's gonna take a little I bit think of they,
1: yeah I, I but i think they probably are going to go for a veteran quarterback more than you know drafting somebody because they're they're not drafting too high um so i w- i mean i would think they're going to probably try to resign Tannehill because he had a nice run with them I, n- I know what you're saying though to be ahead of the game and you do have to be because the nfl is changing so fast now um but uh if they could resign their guys henry and um and hill they'll be set up to you know, to definitely be in contention next year. I mean
0: Tannehill, you need to give them a one year contract and just play it year by year. Yeah. If if you do if they do that, um but shout out to Tannehill for making the pro bowl. Uh since uh Mahomes not gonna play in the pro bowl so i put that out there for you, Mr. Tannehill. Nobody didn't expect it. So but you know what to you you're also gonna no, he have des- uh,
2: he, des- he deserves it, man. No, you're also he gonna does. have a lot yeah, of veteran- people perform-
1: I was gonna say you're also gonna have a lot. Of, we've talked about it. There's gonna be a lot of veteran quarterbacks available this year. So, and Tannehill's gonna be one. You know, and they're all gonna be looking to find a good team. And Tennessee's a good spot to go to. Obviously, if Tannehill can make that run, you know, a veteran quarterback could get could step in easily there and and do well. So,
2: yeah, I'd let's see. see. Let's see what they do. What they what they do. Um, what they become, man. I, I want to see. What the evolution of this the, the, this offense is gonna be? Cause yeah, it's it's a great running offense. Like, what are they gonna use off of that? You know, what are they gonna right. you know play off of that in their play calling and stuff like that? I mean, you know, it'll be it'll you see that's part of the, the part of the lo- reasons why I love football. You know, the whole chess game. You know, so yeah. to me, that's gonna be something I'll be looking at looking out for.
0: I mean, but we have saw that before with you know a quarterback. Average, average wise play play have makes these runs uh great running game, good defense, like our Jets, yes. Mark Sanchez and the Jets, yep. uh who who else? Blake Bortles and the Jaguars. Um, even though Blake Bortles Ravens. is less than average. Yes, we the Ravens, Trent Dilford. We we saw we saw but it's not many that succeed without a good quarterback. Other than Trent Dilford, there's not many quarterbacks that has you know exceed uh Ex- expectations over expectations to make win the super bowl so you know um that's hopefully we'll we'll find out what the game playing they have very soon um but yep. before but let's switch up to the 49ers uh very dominant game you know, i will say very dominant running game which garoppolo <laughs> really didn't have to play um so um, yeah what so how y'all how y'all felt about that game
1: uh, that, it was over, I think, after about five minutes. <laughs> it seemed like San Fran, man, just, just steamrolled right over this team. I mean, Green Bay just could not get going, and San Fran just ran, literally ran <laughs> over Green Bay. Uh Mozart had an unbelievable game. I think he had the second best rushing game in playoff history, right, in postseason history. Uh yeah, twenty yards, four touchdowns yeah. on 29 carries. Uh, mm-hmm. Just look at Garoppolo's numbers, right? He only, threw, he only attempted eight passes all game. That's why, that's
0: why I didn't him. Yeah, no, no that's showed how good that their running
1: ball. game was going. Uh, and here's a little added thing. Aaron, jo- Aaron Rodgers lost his third straight championship game.
0: Mm. Okay? And he's the yep.
1: fifth one, I believe, to do it. So this would be a good trivia question. You can...
0: still, he'll still be a Hall of <laughs> Famer, regardless. He still want yeah, to Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> hey, if, listen, if Eli's making it, he's good. definitely going to make it, right? <laughs> one, I
0: think he's better than Eli. Good one, Chris. Yeah, yeah he he's is a little – I would say
1: he's a little better than Eli. No, I agree. <laughs> he's that – listen,
0: <laughs>
2: Rogers is he's a Rogers. little. He's a little better, better than Eli, right? Right, Chris. Listen, man – Um when i was talking about this game last week on this uh, on when we when we recorded this podcast i i said that the that the green, green bay has no chance they're not a physical team and they're going up against the most physical team in the nfl this is like this is the mismatch a mismatch made in hell <laughs> you know you know um and, and even their coach came out this week and said that he didn't see the effort on defense. Oh yeah, you want to see the effort? <laughs> These are players. Did they look like they wanted to tackle? No. No. Nope. Again, they're a bunch of finesse players, man. Especially in that whole DB room, they should be ashamed of themselves. You understand? I mean, they didn't bring. They didn't bring. Their, they didn't bring their A game. It looked like. It looked like. It looked like they didn't want to be there. You know. It, it, it looked like that defense didn't want to be there. I'm sorry, but. You know, I, I, I said it. I said that it is that the anomaly that killed me that that's, was concerning to me was the fact that as good as the defense had been all season, they were the, one of the worst teams at giving a big plays. Why is that? Why are you on a defense that's top this and top that and top this and top that? The one thing you should not be in the NFL is giving a big plays and you're one of the worst teams. Something is wrong. Something's wrong. You know oh, You know what's wrong? These guys are finesse cornerbacks. They're, <laughs> I'm sorry. They're soft. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're soft as hell. And you're going up against basically Listen. For example, which NFL team will line up their wide receiver in the backfield and run a power run with a wide receiver? And be able to execute it. Nobody, no, (laughs) nobody will think of doing some crazy stuff like that. No, because you don't have a running back that's that will love nothing more than to punish anybody in front of him, like Debo Samuel, (laughs) or a a freaking fullback that could do everything, or tight end that could block like a freaking tackle. Come on, man. These guys, these guys are. Cut above, man. They're a different animal. they that offense, and their play caller will run rush <clears throat> hard unless you dictate, and I, and you dictate to them. And I and way dictate to them that the, in my in my in my mind is at the point of attack. If you have guys that could penetrate and cause all those little games and and motions and take and take all of that off, then you will make them look like idiots. But it's hard to do <laughs> because if he sees it coming, if Shanahan sees it coming, you're dead. You don't want him to figure out what you're doing because he's going to kill you. And, man, listen, they, Green Bay just – and I can't blame Aaron Rodgers for this, man. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't, man. When, not when defense played like that.
0: The yeah, only thing I'm going to say is to these Jets fans, man, please, every time one – Speaking jet player, ex player from a practice squad or whatever, do good. Please don't say, Oh, why did y'all get rid of him? Um, Who now? Who? The forty dog what's his name? The forty nine is there?
2: Yeah, but the
0: about eight proud. other teams
1: did that say he's on like his eighth or ninth team. You oh, know, so I no, I, I don't know. blame the
0: Jets. He's undrafted and Come on. But I'm kid. just saying, like, I, I went on I saw on a couple of Jets pages from the past few days was oh, look who we got rid of. Got rid of another one. Like, come on, man. He's like Are the third serious?
1: string running back. What's his name? Got hurt. Didn't Campbell get hurt? Yeah. He separated his shoulder. And then uh and, I mean, <sighs> come on. Let's, let uh,
0: that's that's, just, that's let, just let it go, man. Just I'm not gonna
2: I'm not gonna even entertain that crap. No, you can't, um, you can't. Yeah, no, I'm not. It's anyway. really nothing to entertain, A lot of teams let I'm this guy go.
1: The Eagles let them go too. So you wanna blame uh what's his name? <laughs> Joe Douglas. Joe Doug du- <laughs> you know, he was there too, so
0: Like it's to the point where Jets Jets fans, uh they got this um I guess it was um from the Eagles wire, like the Philadelphia Eagles. They 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 saying, Oh, Robbie Anderson that's tweeted out, eleven eleven. that's supposed to be him and Carson Wentz numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, is supposed to join. And Jess fans is like, bye-bye, Robbie. And so it's like, oh so I'm like come on, man. Yeah,
2: man. Yeah, yes. I, I, I'm on Twitter, but I trust me when I tell you, there's a lot of places. There's a lot of places I don't go on Twitter. And there's a lot of things on people like that I block because I can't, I can't, man. I can't yeah. deal with the stupidity, I I I can't. I could yeah. some people I could just that have things to say that of uh, that makes sense. Even if I disagree with it, I could entertain it because it kind of makes sense. But most of this stuff, man, nah. I I'm sorry. Yeah, Listen, man, there's no ridiculous. I th- there's no real perfect answer yet on what to do with Robbie Anderson
1: because you don't know what the whole off season plan is going to be. You know what I mean? You you just like what if they keep Jamal Anderson? Uh, Jamal Adams you know what you might have to keep if you keep Jamal Adams you may not have that extra money to sign Robbie and sign a big offensive lineman or an edge rusher so you gotta you gotta look at the whole offseason plan and we're gonna talk about it more it's not just an easy we should definitely keep him or we should definitely let him go it's kind of it could go either way and it depends on what other teams are offering him too so it there's no you know there's no definite answer yet on this guy I mean it's a tough for, it's gonna be a tough
2: call. for for me and you as fans, we all have an opinion of what the Jets should do. Right. <laughs> for at, at one Jets drive, I bet you that Joe Douglas has drawn up a plan. Yes. And they have a plan. And they have contingencies to that plan. So for everything that goes a certain way that probably they didn't anticipate it going, they probably already have a contingency for that. So with all our hand wringing over here, it really doesn't matter. They yeah, will we, don't know. we they will do, don't know. They will do what's best, what they think is best, even if we disagree with it or not.
1: That's so true.
0: <laughs> yeah. yep. uh, since we're talking about the 49ers, let's, talk, let's get into our very own Darrell Rivas and Richard Sherman uh, and Antonio <laughs> Camardi. Uh, Darrell Rivas came on Twitter, letting them know, letting Sherman know. You don't run man-to-man coverage. You run a cover three. Cover <sighs> and And then he got a Cromarty, and Cromarty wasn't with it. Cromarty just said, "Listen, you can call me uh I don't do the internet so uh why, what what makes Reeves come out the blue with all of this? I think he he just jealousy too. yeah, Dad, and I think
1: he just has too much time on his end. you know he's not exactly busy, so you know you don't see him on t v and doing stuff on t v so he must be just you know enjoying his vaca- his retirement, which is great, good for him but he's probably just got too much time on his hand. And people are, you know, they're always talking about Sherman being a, one of the greatest corners and this and guy he is. and that guy. Right. No doubt about it. But now, you know, Revis, since he's retired, he thinks everybody forgot about him.
0: But they didn't. Uh, they
1: still recognize him as one of the greatest corners that ever played the game. I mean, dude, you don't have to be in the news to, to know this, you know? I mean, is, then if I look at it this way, if he really wants to sit here and critique, Richard Sherman or anybody else, go on TV and, and be an analyst like all these other guys are. Then you could say whatever you want. But when you're on Twitter, it kind of looks, it kind of looks petty what he's doing. That that's oh, it it's petty, like. all right. Yeah, it's petty I mean, hell. just let it go, man. Let the guy enjoy. Let, this guy's going you to know his third Super Bowl now, right? Well, fourth, yeah. third, third. I two with two with Seattle and two right, Seattle. three. So three, he's going to his third Super Bowl. Let him enjoy it, man.
2: You don't need this. You know what's sad about this whole thing? And Richard Sherman is not even my fa- like one of my favorite players because he runs his mouth sometimes too too mm-hmm. much. And I again I could I acknowledge his greatness. The thing that pisses me off the most about the whole thing is that this guy, his people called him like his career was over. He went into the lab, fixed whatever that was ailing him, bet on himself, and made it all the way into the, in, the Super Bowl. And, and instead of you texting the guy privately and being like, you know what, man, I'm really proud of you, man. You know what, that was quite a move you made there, man. Choosing the 49ers, the right team. You probably saw what people didn't see. Nobody projected them to go even close to even sniff the Super Bowl. The fact that he chose them is like, it's crazy, you know, because he saw something that nobody else saw. And for him to still be playing at the, such a high level so late in his career I mean, congrats. Something like that. Something like that. What are you talking about traveling, playing man to man? He's not playing in a scheme that asks him to do the things you and uh, Antonio Cromartie was doing in New York. That's not his job. That's never been his job. His job is to play within the scheme that they put him to play. Forget it. Forget it. Leave the dude. Let him have his fun. Let him have his success. You had yours. You know, that 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 to me that that I just could not understand. And then Cromarty did the right thing and said, Hey man, Rivas, you know, you're my dog. You the greatest. I've never seen anybody play corner like you, but you gotta give Sherman's props. And you're like, Oh, you oh man, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna be you gonna be against me? Oh my god. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> Come on, man, you're a grown man, dude. Like if you don't know how to use that money, all that money you have, man, I will gladly take it upon my shoulders to be able to, 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 do, to do what it is in life that you can't do. Because basically, you waste it, to me, you're wasting time on Twitter talking about crap.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, just let it be, you know? Like, the, like I said, man, let the guy enjoy his time, you know? Like, just, I, 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 didn't, I didn't understand it. I really don't
2: understand it. I don't either. <laughs>
0: ain't no sense. Uh, speaking of you know, since we are getting into the uh, subject of immaturity, uh, <laughs> just just a few minutes ago, by Cameron Wolf, ESPN staff writer, uh, Antonio Brown alleged have tossed the rock at a uh, driver of a moving truck oh to the battery. <laughs> I wasn't going. We wasn't going to get into it, but I. But you know, I like looking, you know, making sure they know updates. Basically, they're saying that uh, Brown later forced his way into the driver's side of the main cabin and began to physically strike him after the disagreement over payment escalated. Oh, Antonio Brown! What, like, dude, go get you some help, man, because you're not going to be in the NFL at all, at all. I
1: think,
2: I think, uh, I think, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Sharp, uh, on, on, um, on on that uh, Undisputed show on FS1 with Skip Bailies. I think he said it the best way. He, because Skip Bailies basically said that he thinks that he, that that guy hit rock bottom and, and, and Shannon Sharp was like, no, he hasn't hit rock bottom yet. And until this guy is in jail somewhere, mm-hmm. broke on the street, has nothing, all his ma- all his, all the guys that following him around and, and telling him, yeah, man, Yeah, A B, tell them all that crap. When they disappear and he's somewhere in jail with no money, that's when he hit rock bottom. And that's the only time this man is gonna be able to understand that he needs to look inside himself and change. If he can't, if he if he's not gonna do that, he's gonna always react and act the way he is right now, unfortunately. And for people to keep saying over and over again that he has a kind of a mental issue. I'm sorry. There's actual human beings with mental issues out there. And until there somebody could show me a health uh, some kind of paper saying that from a doctor saying that he was that he had some kind of mental issue, I'm going to say that this dude is he he's, he let his fame get to his head. If 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 everybody kept saying how he's the best wide receiver out there and everything and he Go through his head And he, he, and when everybody started rejecting him Rejecting him instead of, he, instead of him humbling himself He went berserk That to me That's exactly what happened Nothing else Yeah
1: his, I think his wife or his girlfriend Whatever left him And kids with him too So I guess She's smart Yeah, I mean she posted something on Instagram I was checking it out And she said I had to leave And hopefully he gets the help he needs
2: what do you so, think Any, any normal I, human being would stay with this dude with all the crap he's doing
1: No dude. but I, I, someone's got to come in and, and forcibly get him help Because he's not going to get help dude. himself A guy Chris, like that thinks He's not doing
2: anything wrong Like he's fine Chris <laughs> if, he was, if he was by himself doing this Fine but he has a bunch of guys That follow him everywhere Wearing his gold chains and stuff Or whatever it is And mm-hmm. acting a fool with him Until those guys go away Nobody's gonna be able to get to him. He's all yeah. could not, you know, do would not do anything, you know.
0: Yeah, that's no, true about it. Yeah, it's hard. it's horrible, but please get the help, man. Please get the help. So now we on the subject of uh Jay Gruton being the offensive coordinator for the Jaguars. Um Sharman, I'm gonna ask you this question. Uh how you think how you what what kind of um kind of play style do you think uh Gruden is gonna call for this uh, Jaguars offense?
2: Um I think Jay I think Jay Gruden is a, uh I think he's a great uh um play caller. I think he's a good off OC. Um he's he's he he, he <sighs> I know he's my cousin, but I gotta use him for an example. And, uh, uh, Davin, you know, don't make fun of me, but if Jay Gruden could make cousins look like the quarterback he looked like in Washington, he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm, true. Just, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm, I, I think that's, this is a great hire for the, for the Jaguars, man. I think, um, I think he's one of those uh those offensive minds in the NFL that uh that is uh, above average um I like him and I like the the hire definitely I think that could be a definite uh plus in their pocket for um over there man they definitely need that kind of a juice. they need they definitely need that kind of juice man um that offense has been all over the place over the years man they definitely need that uh stabilizing figure I think Jake could do that for them
1: yeah, I I I think the big question with Jacksonville is going to be, who's going to be the starting quarterback? Um, are they going to be able to trade Foles? Is it going to be Minshew taking over? I think once they straighten that out, you know, are they going to have a competition between the two of them uh, in training camp? Uh, that could be two.
0: Right. Like I said, Chris, um, because of so much money Tom Coughlin has uh, – Give it to this guy, Nick Foles. I think they'll give him one more season because he didn't really get a shot. Like he got hurt when, like the first few minutes of uh, the first quarter of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think they'll give him a whole season, and if it doesn't work out, um, they they might have to trade him. But it's going to be very difficult with the contract he has. So to the point, they probably going to have to give away some money. They're gonna have to give away some kind of millions of dollars to help out. Oh yeah, with the it. trade, sure. And
1: I think he's going to be kind of a hot commodity because we can see teams need a backup quarterback. I mean, and there's not many really good backup quarterbacks out there. Uh, We kind of learned that the hard way this year, but um, I mean, look who's backing up Kansas city. Let's use Kansas city real fast. Kansas city has Chad Henney and um, uh, the other guy that was in Carolina, I think the backup. Carolina Um,
0: Eric Anderson.
1: No, no, you're on the right track though.
2: Kellen um, Moore, <laughs> and the way yeah, I brought his name up, is not, it him? No, um, no, I think Kellen Moore's out of the NFL, but
0: all oh, I could totally thought of was Derek Anderson. I'm so used to seeing him. No, not
1: Derek Anderson. It's uh, Matt Moore. Matt
0: Moore, Moore okay, right. oh, Matt, Miami, Miami. Matt yeah, Moore. Matt. I'm sorry, oh,
1: Matt. I think he was with Carolina for a year. So, but still, Matt those Moore. two guys That's are their backup quarterback. Yeah, You know, I mean, God forbid, if what's his name, if Mahomes goes down, you know, they, he did go down this year for a couple of games, but um, right. that's it. And the Texans back up, isn't it Shob? Or, or yes. the Falcons got him?
2: No, the Falcons. Falcons. <laughs> Shob, I mean, how when, bad is that? When Shob, <laughs> when Shob started, when, when, um, when, this, when uh, Ryan got injured, I was surprised. I was looking at the field. I was like, huh? Is this he guy still in the NFL? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, he wasn't good in his prime. Now that he's, you know, 38, 39, whatever he is, I mean, come on. There's there's definitely uh, – we've uh, we've said it already
0: it's many, many times. There's not going to be too many backups. No. It's the, the only best option, in my opinion, and I hate to say his name, is uh, Mariota. Yeah, no, he definitely
1: yeah. – he's probably going to be looking for a starting. Hey,
0: Benchwater's going to look for a starting spot. He's yeah. not going to be with the Saints. I guarantee no. that. The only way yeah. how he come back – if Drew Brees was higher.
1: yeah, mm. And he still might not because I think Hill is the hill is their future. I
2: think we will see. This play is play gonna be positions. interesting for me, <laughs> man. Yeah. This is this is one of those interesting answers that in the offseason that I'd be looking out to be yeah, no, this is gonna you be be know, very interesting interesting looking out off season
1: for a quarterback yes. yeah.
2: Definitely.
0: I agree. Um, one of the best ones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Drew uh, the Saints is basically waiting for Drew Brees. Um Waiting for drew brees uh shaq Barrett he said uh he wants to stay in Tampa Bay, but he wants a long contract um who else uh slater from uh the Patriots he wants to play with the Patriots in twenty twenty uh I don't know how it's all gonna play out, but we we could do we could do that another day with the predictions but um i, just, I mean i know I know you Chris, you might say drew Brees might be tired but How, how, how's the, how's the percentage chance of Drew Brees possibly coming back for one more season?
1: You know what? I seen him today on an interview on, uh, I think it was ESPN they he was talking and they asked him, are you coming back? He goes, I got to think about it. You know, I got to think about it, talk about it with my family. And I, I I, I don't know. I kind of got a vibe that he wants to come back, but then I got a kind of a vibe that he wants to just, yeah, maybe not, you know, because I got to talk to my kids. He goes, my kids love coming to work with me. You know, and coming to the games, so maybe he'll do that for one more year, but maybe he thinks, "Hey, you know what? We've been close the last couple of years, and we we haven't sealed the deal. So maybe it's maybe that's a sign for me to go. Maybe, or maybe he wants to come back just to have that last year. You know, where everybody knows it's his last year, and you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it's it's a uh, he's a I, I don't know. He's gonna be 50-50, i I'll be honest.
2: Yeah, again, it's another storyline again this off season that everybody's gonna be looking out looking forward to, man. Um like I uh I totally agree with you, Chris. Uh I really do, don't know where that will go, how that will go. Um uh we could put the story of Tom Brady and where he's gonna play it also into this. Um this is gonna be some kind of news man, news um newsworthy off season. Um, yeah, but I, I, I think but he's I, coming back. Yeah, I, I think uh I think uh, um, the kind of player that Drew Brees has been, I, I, I will lean to the, to the side of him coming back for one more year, in my opinion. That's just my mm-hmm. opinion and my feeling. It's just because he's that kind of fiery guy, and he probably just want to win so bad. Um, I can see it. I can definitely if, see it. Yeah, and, and Davin mentioned the Shaq Barrett thing. Listen, Shaq Barrett's going to get paid yeah uh, <laughs> um i remember we were talking about um um about him being buried in the death charter in 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 denver and uh behind behind uh behind miller and Chubb and he got he got he got let go he got let go and follow for, to to you know to pursue his own thing and look look what he turned into mm-hmm. um really yeah, hungry he had, dude man he, you know he how many sacks he had this year right yeah he, 19
1: like, and I, a yeah, half yeah, yeah. Yeah, the real My man is gonna get paid. Hey, he's, he's gonna you. get paid big time money. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna, get, gonna more get more it. money than uh, what's his name, Clowney.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think so. He's a he's really a pure edge rusher, man. He's, Clowney hasn't the had a rusher. Clowney hasn't had double
1: figures in sacks yet in his career.
2: The, I don't the, think. Remember when I said? Remember we were talking about this, and I said that Clowney is not your. Typical edge rusher. He's not. He does not have the kind of speed and moves that you would think around the edge. That you would think of an edge rusher. He is what he is. Is a ridiculously talented, athletic mismatch of an of a defensive player. That's what he is. You know. And you could put him in the A gap. You put him in the B gap against a guard, against a tackle, and and he'll make one of those jaw dropping moves where he kind of you know, fakes the tackle out of his shoes and, and go like, jumps from outside to inside and beats, and gets to the quarterback or something like that. But consistently beating a tackle around the, net, the edge is not what Clowney does. Shaq Barrett is, is, has proven, <laughs> well, this year that he's a pure pass rusher. That's what he is, and he's very good at it. To get to almost 20 sacks in a season is not a small feat. Nope. And he's he's gonna be paid handsomely for it. It's simple Especially as that.
1: with the way that the NFL is now, you don't see the big sack numbers like you
2: used to. No, nope. so nope. I, you don't even get a lot of money. <laughs> you don't even need that. Listen, what would we do? What would we give as Jets fans to have a quarter, to have a, an edge rusher that could average fourteen sacks a season? What would we give? <laughs> oh my
1: God, I would sign him in a
2: heartbeat. <laughs> this is what I'm telling you imagine with the kind of defensive line we have, we end up with an edge rusher that, of that caliber. I mean, think about the destruction that Jets' defense would cause. You know, so this is – so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely – I definitely know somebody's going to – but I think, I think the Buccaneers are going to probably be the ones to keep him. They're probably going to yeah. keep him.
1: Um, and it's yeah. going to be – it's going to cost them over probably $20 million
2: to get this guy.
1: Frank Clark to make it over twenty, the DeMarcus Lawrence, over twenty, million. Kawan Short is over twenty. So yeah. he's probably gonna yeah. be right there,
2: man. The best, the, yeah. it, right? There's another, there's another guy that's gonna get paid over twenty. Yannick Ngakwe,
0: twenty
2: four year old pass rusher, he's gonna get yep. paid yep. too. Yeah. Some guys are he gonna get. He just tweeted paid.
0: out he's free, so I guess that means that he's not uh, gonna stay with the Jaguars. He's gonna go with his options.
2: We'll see what the Jaguars offers him. Yeah. Money, money talks.
0: <laughs> does, it definitely does. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about the dang Giants' uh, offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett, and Freddie Kitchens, great Fred Freddie, Freddie Kitchens. Kitchens. <laughs> I'll be with the Giants. Uh, real, real quick, Charmin, Uh what, what do you think uh, the play style Jason Garrett's gonna do for the Giants and uh, Daniel?
2: I don't think Jason um, Jason Garrett is a bad offensive coordinator. I think I think as a coach, you could see that he's a bad coach. As a game manager, he's a bad game manager. Yes, he is. But as an offensive coordinator, I don't think he's a bad offensive coordinator. If he has a coach that helps, that could help with the play, like you know, the play timing and stuff like that. That could manage a game that way. I think he could flourish in, Gi- in Giant. Now, now you know, I also think uh, Freddie Kitchens going back to just being an assistant. It's fine, you know. It's fine. I don't think he was a bad OC either. I think he was just put in a position that he should, he could not win. He, you know, he, he there was no way he was gonna win this, uh, and um, and he probably needs to work his way back to um, getting an offensive coordinator job. But I think this is fine. I think I, I don't think this is a big deal. Yeah. And I, I think that offense is gonna be good
1: if they could fix that O line a little bit more, and maybe get one more wide receiver that's going to be a dangerous offense and Daniel Jones, if he takes the next step in year two, you know, in, in his progression, that's, that's going to be a good offense. Their defense is a, a total mess, you know, but, uh, their offense, man, that they got a chance to be a high Pretty scoring good. offense.
0: Yes. I agree. Yeah, especially with, uh, Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Barkley pulls himself to, to be that, be that guy for the giants. So definitely take advantage of it. Jason Garrett, uh, so last but not least, let's get into our uh, player, player of the AFC and NFC Championship game. So, so I already know who y'all gonna pick, but y'all can go right ahead.
2: No, I'm <laughs> I'm 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 not gonna go to the for the guy that everybody thinks I'm gonna go for. Um, I think he's <laughs> he he is what he is. So he gets enough praise every day. But I think this is a new day. I want to give uh, more stud from uh the 49ers. Man, hell of a game. 200-and-something yards rushing, four touchdowns, man. Definitely deserve that. Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: obviously, Mahomes is definitely the guy. Um, he had an unbelievable game again. He's, he's had an unbelievable playoff these two games that he's played. Um, running for 50 yards, tuck, that, that run was unbelievable, that 27-yard run. Um, he threw for three, no, 294, three touchdowns, no interceptions again. Um, they said since the tennis, the, the tech, between the Texans and this game, I think he's got eight touchdowns now and one interception. Yeah, yeah,
2: just, yeah,
1: Just incredible, man. I mean, give the guy credit, man. It's hard not to give him credit because he's going to get so much, but how can you not? I mean, the guy just had an <laughs> unbelievable game.
2: Yes, uh, agreed.
1: Sammy Watkins he had a pretty good game too, man. Seven catches, 114 and a touchdown. Tyreek Hill had a couple of touchdowns, so Chiefs offense, I know,
2: man. I know people, I know people, you know, one more thing about this Chiefs offense. I know people for I people seem to forget what uh what uh, that that guy was supposed to be when he came in, Watkins. When Watkins was was drafted, he was drafted by the Bills. Remember? He was supposed Very to odd. be the sec he was supposed to be the second coming, man. Yeah, you know, don't don't sleep on that guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's probably underperformed. Yes. For, but he's had a good game. So being in this offense, this is the one that he should flourish in. So what do you got, David' um, uh, I know we
0: took the two. Obvious ones. <laughs> nah, I'm about to say I'll go a different route. Um, I'm gonna go with uh Frank Clark. And I can't even say this guy name for nothing. Uh Tanoy. Gun. I don't know, I don't know how you say his name, <laughs> but both of those guys, uh, they they played well for the Chiefs defense. They was getting uh Tannehill, they was dominating, especially Frank Clark, and they showed why they wanted him over D Ford and they both going against each other. D Ford and uh Frank Clark, uh, mm-hmm. guys mm-hmm. that got traded and you know, and make a big difference for the for both defenses. So, you know. Shout out, shout out to both of those guys. But, yeah, I think Frank Clark, I uh, guess, in my opinion, Don, he, we we done talked about it. Great dominating guy, and, you know, in the shows. The Chiefs
1: defense, yeah, they, 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 they definitely played good. And remember, they added Suggs, too, and Suggs made a couple of yeah. plays. Yeah, so,
0: yeah. So,
1: you know, he's obviously not the player he once was, but – you know in the Super Bowl, he's going to be playing his butt off because he knows this might be his last shot. This is
0: so. his last one, yeah. If, yeah, if, if Suggs wins the Super Bowl, he's retiring, and he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my opinion, but he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. And if it he is. retires,
1: think about it. If he retires, he might go in the same year as Eli Manning, too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, that way, <laughs> way,
0: way to stick it in there, Chris. <laughs> I
2: had to. I had to. I had to. Yeah, that
0: was job. a good one. <laughs> that's it for our podcast. Uh Make sure y'all follow us to get on Twitter, Just Fans Podcast, Instagram at NY Just Fans Podcast. As we, you know, go to another week, we appreciate y'all giving us feedback and everything. Um, Please keep the feedbacks going, keep the ratings going, and till next week we out of here. Take flight. Take, take flight. 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 we out of here.